welcome back to another edition of the Spike Bar podcast. Uh, so we were really treated um, last weekend to some great golf and I think uh, we, it's fair to say that the, the golf season has officially started on both tours. Um, some uh, great action both in the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship on the European Tour and the Desert Classic uh, out on the PGA Tour. Uh, not to mention some obviously other interesting golf and good golf going on, um, particularly the LPGA Tournament of Champions 2 uh, out in Florida and of course the Singapore Open too. So some fabulous golf last weekend and it to me it gets even better this week. We've got the Dubai Desert Classic uh, on the European Tour and the Farmers Insurance Open out on the PGA Tour and of course um, that's Tiger's always Tiger's first stop so um, there'll be a lot of Tiger talk uh, later on. Um, before we obviously preview next week's uh, uh, tournaments or this week's tournaments I should say let's uh, certainly go back and reflect on uh, on the tournaments last weekend. Uh, we've got to start with the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. First things first, loved a Saturday finish. It was brilliant waking up on Saturday morning and just sticking on the golf for four hours, knowing that it would be done and dusted uh, around midday. And it was a great uh, afternoon of action. The winner um, got off the cap to Shane Lowry. Fabulous win. He was a wire-to-wire to winner after uh, shooting 62 uh, on the opening round last Wednesday. Uh, so got off to to a great start and played really solidly throughout. Had a bit of a wobble on the Sunday. So he and Richard Sterney, who were in the final pairing, had a great showdown in the last round. Sterney started off his final round like a house on fire, um, going six under through the first nine. And actually, with seven holes to play, was four strokes ahead of Lowry, who just seemed to be stuttering. Um, but Lowry found a couple of back-to-back birdies, uh, which were complemented by a couple of back-to-back bogeys by uh, by Sterney and then finishing off with a with a birdie on the last hole to to win by one stroke so fabulous win for Shane it's his first uh, Rolex series win too so another big win on the European tour um, gets him back into the top 50 in the world access to all the WGCs and really just helps um, obviously means he goes back to first in the race to Dubai um, as well from, from a financial perspective there. So just puts his year in a fabulous position, helps his scheduling moving forward, means he can concentrate on the big events knowing he's going to be in the top 50. So uh, great news for him. Seems like a top bloke, very, very popular win. I know in a couple of the uh, the Pro-Am days uh, for the Dubai Desert Classic this week, um, he turned up hungover and looking worse for wear and being uh, congratulated all around by everyone on the tour. So it seems a very popular winner, so well done. Um, good shout out to, to Richard Sterney too. He's um, had a terrible couple of years really from from someone who, who's won a couple of times on the tour previously. Uh, it's just his first top 10 finish in two years. So really quality um, South African player great to see him some back back in some form um, shame he sort of just faltered a little bit over the last uh, four or five holes but uh, great credit to him decent decent money in the pot and again that just helps him in his schedule for uh, for the upcoming year so good luck to him for the rest of the year and I think this was quite an interesting tournament because there were some some big names there or thereabouts. Brooks Kepka was thereabouts and Ian Poulter, etc. But actually, it was just really kind of a, a good week for European stalwarts. Um, uh, Jos Lauten, uh, Soren Kelsen, uh, Pablo Larathabal, 
um, yeah, Paul Waring all had top 10 finishes. These are guys who've been on European tour and kind of the mainstay for the European tour year in, year out. So great to see them getting their seasons off to a good start. In terms of my picks, I had Tommy Fleetwood and Matt Wallace. Tommy did all right. I mean, he 40 seconds, um, not, not a fabulous defence of his title, uh, was never really in the race. Um, and Matt Wallace, similarly, again, he came uh, tied for 16th. Uh, I think on a couple of days he just he got himself off to a bad start, was sort of two over at the turn, and then managed to pull it back with with good back nines. Um, so, look, uh, you know, half decent outings for first uh, first time of the year, but obviously we're expecting more from uh, from those guys, just given how successful they've been over the last couple of years. Um, and then over in the Desert Classic, we nearly also had another wire to wire winner there with uh, Phil coming second. Um, he obviously shot a 60 in the opening round. He's never shot 59. He shot 63 times, but just a, a fabulous opening round given that he even he said he was a bit rusty. But we shouldn't take the limelight off Adam Long, who won uh, birdieing the, the 72nd hole. Um, not sure if you watched this. This was um, all taking place at the same time as the uh, NFL was on the uh, the NFC Championship, which was an unbelievable game in itself. So I was flitting, flittering between the two, but um, Long was nails down the stretch. Uh, just an unbelievable approach shot into that green. He had something like 180 yards, horrendous ball below his feet lie. And I mean like a foot and a half below his feet. Uh, water on the left just danger everywhere and he stiffed it to about 12 13 feet and then had a good foot and a half worth of break in that part to uh, to get it in to win by one shot and it's just a, a a great victory and one of those victories that kind of you just like to see he's been a pro since 2011 He's only ever really been on the mini tours he's had one win on the Hooters tour I think seven years ago eight years ago. Um, he's had five PGA Tour starts before last weekend. He missed a cut in four of them, and his previous best finish was tied 63rd. Um, and uh, the most sort of he'd earned, or actually, in fact, his career earnings to date was $550,000. And last week's win alone netted him just shy of $1.1 million. So he doubled his earnings in uh, in one event. So just great. He seemed apparently a, just a top bloke. And nice to uh, nice to see him uh, get the win and just close it out at the end. And again, I'm going to say, my, sort of, I felt I felt for Phil um, because he played so well. It wasn't like he he fell off the wagon on the final round. The only thing I would say is his putter really let him down. There were 73 people who made the cut, um, and in the final round on Sunday, Phil was last in the field in strokes gained putting. So he's the worst putter in the field on the Sunday. So I think if he well, he only needed to get one more stroke. So just a shame for him, but but fair play to Adam Long. And the other Adam in the group was Adam Hadwin. Um, and again, he, he loves this event. He's had a tied third, tied fourth, and a second, I think, in the last three years. So he's getting closer and closer to winning this event. And I've already put a note to self to back him for next, uh, next year's uh, event moving forward. <clears throat> in terms of my picks, I had Patrick Cantlay, who came... Tied for ninth again, good strong week. You know he's just super solid. Uh, great week and Hudson Swafford was my outsider who and he came sixty fifth, so he made the cut but uh, didn't really uh, didn't really do much. Um, and in terms of other notables, uh, John Rahm, defending champion, came sixth. 
Uh, again, didn't have a great final round, but uh, overall a pretty solid defence and another sort of good good performance from him. And Justin Rose with his new clubs, he came tied 34th. Uh, he seems to be pretty happy with how uh, he was playing. It'll be interesting to see how he fares again this week uh, over in uh, at Tory Pines at the Farmers Insurance. But uh, uh, there you go. That's kind of the main headlines from there. And in terms of the other two events I touched on at the beginning, so we had the Singapore Open, uh, and I'm going to apologise, going to butcher this name, uh, was won by Jazz J- Janawatananand. I know that sounds like I've just made that up, but that is true. His surname is about 20, 20 letters long. Um, bless him. So he, he won by two shots. He's a rising star, 23-year-old Thai player. Um, I did a bit of research on him just before I got on the podcast. Just I've, I'd never heard of him before, but he's jumped up into uh, 73 in the world. So he's obviously been in some good form. And uh, in his last eight events, he's had five top tens and one victory in the in the Asian Tour. And those top tens, in fairness, four of those were top fives. So he's a he's a man in some serious good form. So it'd be interesting to see Jazz moving forward and see. Uh, hopefully, he'll get some more um, invitations on on either European or maybe the PGA Tour, and we'll see a bit more of him. But look out for him, Jazz Janawatana Nond. There you go. Apologies again. Um, in terms of the other big names that were attending the event, uh, Paul Casey came tied second, Matt Fitzpatrick came fourth, and Sergio uh, came tied seventh in defending his title. So decent performances there from from those guys in their first outings of the year. And finally, over on the LPGA Tour, Tournament of Champions was won by G G Unhee, and she won by two shots over Miriam Lee. Uh, again, I did see a little bit of this in the run-up to uh, to the American football on Sunday. Fascinating. What was really interesting about it was there were eight different nationalities in the top ten alone. So, yeah, really eclectic international field. Um, seemed to be some really good golf. A lot of people seemed to falter away on the final day. Um, you thought the likes of Brooks, uh, Brooke Henderson uh, would really come through, having shown so well on Saturday, but she really fell away, as did a couple of others. So uh, fair play to G and He uh, for, for winning there. Um, and just as a note, Georgia Hall finished ninth. Uh, so not bad first outing for her. Um, in terms of other news this week, I know I've gone quite long here in, in uh, reviewing last week's uh, uh, last week's uh, tournaments, there's not really a great deal going on other than the fact it's the PGA show uh, over in Orlando this week. Um, and any of you golf nuts who kind of subscribe to various YouTube channels will know this is taking place by the eight million reviews of different drivers and clubs and products etc that are coming this week so this is kind of the uh, the circus week in Orlando where everything big and bold and the greatest driver in the world etc etc uh, marketing uh, marketing gone mad in the golf world this week so expect lots of this is the greatest ever and uh, this is me in Orlando um, uh, vlogs and so on uh, over the course of the week. It's, it seems like a great show. Um, I know there's always some interesting bits that come out of it, but uh, beware, uh, beware your inboxes are going to get inundated in social media feeds. Um, moving on to the tournaments this week, let's um, stay focusing on the European Tour first and foremost. So we have the Omega Dubai Desert Classic. Um, 30 30 plus years now this event has been held out in Dubai very very different tournament to to what it was 30 years ago it's held again at the Emirates Golf Club on the Majlis course Um, 
Last year's winner, you may remember, was Hao Tong Lee, who held off uh, Rory McIlroy um, to uh, to have a great win there. It was the second win on the uh, on the European Tour. Um, this event is a bit of a yardstick for the Masters. Um, so the 2016 and 2017 winners of this event then went on to win the Masters later that year. So it's always quite a good yardstick. So that was obviously Danny Willett and Sergio Garcia, respectively. So it's a good yardstick. There's just a bit of form guide for who to look out for from a European Tour perspective for the Masters. And on that note, if you want to look at the PGA Tour, the best event or early season event to look at uh, is the Century Tournament of Champions uh, in uh, in Hawaii. Uh, it was a few weeks ago, sort of three weeks ago now. Um, that's always a good event to look at for people for, for a form guide for the Masters, just FYI. Um in terms of uh, previous winners here, so, so I mentioned the last three, so Hao Tong Lee last year, Sergio the year before in 2017, and Willett in 2016. Um, then before that, there was a few uh, previous winners of McElroy, who's not going to be in this event this year. He's playing out in the States. Uh, he's won it three times, and Stephen Gallagher won it in 2013 and 2014, and before that, Rafa Cabrera Bayo in 2012. Um, field this week is not bad, obviously a little bit weakened without Rory here, but still still got some decent players playing. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is over, um, and he leads the betting at 10-1. to 1. And then you've got the likes of Fleetwood, Garcia, Ustazen, Stenson, Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, Thomas Peters. So a lot of the guys from last week are staying out in Dubai uh, to play this week. Um, as I mentioned, Bryson leads the betting at 10 to 1, then Fleetwood 12 to 1, Garcia 14 to 1. Um, in terms of winner this week, I'm going to go with um, Rafa Cabrera Bayo 18 to 1. Um, as I just mentioned, he won the event in 2012. He's also had a runner-up position here a couple of years ago when Danny Willett won. Last year, he was tied for six. So this is a course he obviously feels very comfortable in. Uh, he plays pretty well in the desert. That was shown last week where he shot five under final round to finish in a tied for 11th. So he's he's playing in some, in some decent form. He likes playing in the desert. He hits it long, which would probably f- suit him quite nicely out. Uh, in Dubai, so at eighteen to one, I really did like uh, like him as a as a decent winner and certainly decent to do well this week. <clears throat> in terms of outsiders, um, I'm sort of toing and froing with with a couple of different people, and actually, I'm I'm going to stick with two guys. Both are at the same betting, so they're both at thirty three to one. Uh, Ian Poulter and Tom Lewis. So. Um, both guys are in some half decent form. Uh, Ian uh, was tied for sixth last week. Uh, shot a level par final round. He was really in with a good chance of trying to chase down Shane, but just nothing couldn't get anything going in the final round. Um, it had to, some terrible luck and terrible lie and terrible drop on one hole, which was a, I can't remember it was a treble. I think it was a triple bogey, which really derailed him. So he did well to fight back to to get level par for that final round, but a good week nonetheless. And he's played well historically here uh, in the Dubai Desert Classic. So at 33 to 1, I do like him. And and similarly with Tom Lewis, he's not got a great pedigree necessarily here at this event. But in his last nine events, he's had six top 10s and a win. So he's got at seven top 10s, including a victory in his last nine events. Um, he's in some fabulous form, really good form. And I just see that continuing at 33 to 1 is a decent decent outside bet 
So um, just to reconfirm, winner Rafa Cabrera, 18 to 1, and uh, outsiders, I've got Ian Poulter and Tom Lewis. And if you want a real outsider um, as an additional, look out for David Lipsky, uh, the American. He's at 80 to 1. He came sixth in this event last year. Does again. He's another one who does pretty well out in the desert. Um, came uh, 16th last week in uh, in Abu Dhabi. Just seems to be turning into a, a bit of form again, having sort of flitted between the European and PGA Tour last year and lost a little bit of form as a result. So uh, look look for him to have a decent week. 80 to one. I quite like his uh, his longer odds. Um, so as I mentioned at the beginning, the PGA Tour. For me, this is the tournament that that means the PGA Tour is fully back. Not just because Tiger's playing, but but the the strength of the field is very very good. Um, it's uh, at Torrey Pines again. Um, so they they've got two courses at Torrey Pines, the North and South course. So on Thursday and Friday they do play both courses, and then over the weekend they just play on the South course. So they have 54 holes in total on the South and then 18 on the North course. Um, this event is synonymous with Tiger Woods. It's the course that he loves probably most in all the world. Uh, he won numerous amateur uh, and junior youth events growing up. And as a PGA Tour professional, he has won the Farmers Insurance Open seven times, including four times in a row between 2005 and 2008. Uh, the last time he won it was in 2013. So um, he has a very strong pedigree here at this uh, at this. Uh, um, venue and of course he won the US Open that was held here as well um, so obviously a lot of the talk uh, will be about Tiger it'll be interesting to see how he plays he didn't play particularly well here last year but in fairness it was only his second event back I think uh, after his obviously long long layer injury layoff um, he didn't play well the last couple of times we saw him so obviously at his event uh, the Hero World Challenge, he didn't play particularly well. He didn't play very well in the match. Um, and obviously the Ryder Cup, he wasn't great there either. So it'll be interesting to see how the off-season has played for him. He's had apparently a couple of little niggles, but yeah, seems to be refreshed by all accounts. So it'll be interesting to see how he pays out this week. And I think a lot of the focus will be on him. Um, and in particular, he's got a great, he's in a great threesome with uh, Xander Schauffele and Tony Finau. So that'll be a great group. Uh, on Thursday, Friday to uh, to keep an eye on. In terms of the other history here, so obviously we've got Tiger who overwhelms the history of this event, um, but there are others that, that are certainly worth knowing about. So Jason Day won the event last year. He beat um, Alex Noren and Ryan Palmer in a playoff. Um, that playoff kind of sparked, or the just before that playoff sparked a lot of controversy over how JB Holmes, who was playing with Noren and Palmer, in the final group took an absolute age to play the last hole um, only only in the end to decide to then lay up and then botch, botch his hole up anyway but um, he took so long that it was felt that he uh, he really impacted Norrin and Palmer respectively so um, hopefully uh, JB can stay out the headlines this year um, but it'll be interesting. I think Jason Day, he's won this event a couple of times uh, back in 2015 as well as last year. Before that, you had John Rahm winning in 2017. That was obviously when he really announced himself on the PGA Tour. That was his first victory. 
And then 2016 was Brant Snedeker, the second of his two of, uh, two times he won. He won uh, again in 2012 as well. So um, this event tends to favour good putters. Um, obviously, trickier greens out in California. A lot of power talk will be going on this week and the, and the rough. And so that tends to favour the better putters, which is why you see the likes of Day and Snedeker. Um, these guys are widely seen as perhaps the the best putters on the PGA Tour. So um, the field itself, obviously mentioned Tiger, Day. Um, you've got Rahm, Rose, Rory, Mark Leishman, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele, um, uh, Ricky Fowler here. So a really, really strong field. Rahm actually, surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, leads the betting at 10 to 1, over Rose at 14 to 1, who's also joined at 14 to 1 by Jason Day and Rory, and then Tiger, fifth favourite, at 16 to 1. For me, I'm going with Mark Leishman here at 20 to 1. I know I've said his name a couple of times already. Uh, over the last couple of months and there's a reason for that um he plays well at this event uh, he was tied eighth here last year um, he was runner-up here beforehand and his last three starts have been second tied fourth and tied third so he's in some great form and i'm also going to throw in this little nugget that it's australia day on saturday as well so hopefully he's feeling a bit patriotic and can um you know, follow up Jason Day's win last year with a win. Um, f- for me, he's just he's such a classy player. All elements of his game are strong. The Australians tend to do pretty well in California on this Western uh, West Coast sp- um, uh, swing. So I just fancy him at twenty to one. He's decent odds as well. So Mark Leishman for my winner. And for my outsider, um, I've mentioned him already. He's won this event twice before, and that's Brant Snedeker at 45 to 1. Um, he's not in the world's best form right now, but he always seems to play well here uh, at Torrey Pines. He's in the 12 starts, he's had five top three finishes, including two victories. And over the last 10 years, he's got the best scoring average of the whole field at uh, just under 71. So this is a tough course, it requires people to hold putts. To me, he's one of the he's one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. I think Jason Day's clearly got that that mantle at this stage, just given how phenomenal he's been over the last couple of years. But uh, Brant Snedeker, 45 to 1, is a great outside bet. Um, to perform well this year and potentially add a third title to uh, to his previous two. So look, there you have it. Um, appreciate I went a bit long at the beginning uh, with the reviewing, but just so many interesting stories came out of last uh, last week's events, and hopefully we'll have some more interesting stories that uh, that come out of these uh, this these week's events. Two great tournaments. Um, the Dubai Desert Classic has always produce some good close finishes and and Torrey Pines is just one of those iconic US courses um, and of course the history and with Tiger coming back I think we're in for a, for a real treat this weekend unfortunately there's no NFL to get in the way so I can just concentrate 100% on the golf on the, on Sunday evening so uh, look enjoy your weeks enjoy uh, the golf that we've got ahead of you and uh, yeah look out for all the latest gadgets and gizmos that'll be uh, shown on the pga show uh, over the next uh, week or so cheers for now thanks